Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very slow. all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. It's time for Rush Hour with Danny Burke, presented by Bet Rivers. Hello, everybody, and welcome into Rush Hour, presented by Bet Rivers. I'm Danny Burke, your host, right here on VEASAN, the sports betting network, live out of the Bet Rivers Sportsbook, just outside of Chicago in Des Plaines, Illinois. Tonight, we've got the NBA draft to look forward to. VEASAN senior NBA analyst Jonathan Von Tobel will be hopping on to give us some of his best plays for tonight. Just talk about all the analysis throughout the draft, handicapping tips, and much more throughout the draft this evening. And Josh Applebaum, Beeson's betting reporter. I know he's got a few plays on the draft tonight as well. Plus, with all the madness around Major League Baseball, we'll kind of update the markets, take a look at an NFL play he likes as well. And you know what we typically do with Josh, kind of just go all over, all over the board. So uh, plenty to get to with Josh Applebaum. We'll hit tonight's slate while, you know, it's only a couple games with the late slate. Still could be a good game with a late pitching addition that we're seeing in that Oakland matchup. So we'll hit that later on the show. And then we'll look at some more props throughout the NFL with some quarterbacks that we haven't touched on yet. So plenty to get to tonight. And it is a somber day here in the Windy City, which, of course, we're always broadcasting from. If you missed the news, Anthony Rizzo being traded to the New York Yankees. This was the latest blockbuster deal among many that potentially could happen and have already happened throughout Major League Baseball. And there's been some NBA trades as well. So we'll get to that in a second. But really, uh, the Cubs, yes, they're just fully letting everything go. Just ripping the Band-Aid off at this point. Rizzo to the Yankees. Next is presumably going to be Chris Bryant. And then Craig Kimbrell, who's had such an outstanding year finally after struggling the past two seasons. 
with the Cubs. But again, really tough to see Rizzo go. But look, that's the direction the organization was going to head if they couldn't pull together. And certainly they couldn't do it. Now, going to the side of the Yankees, this team is loading up for maybe a run this season, maybe a couple years down the road. But the thing with Rizzo, it looks like it's just kind of a rental deal, right? I mean, you're getting Gallo a little bit longer, but this Yankees team is still nine games back in the AL East from the Red Sox at the top. 25-1 to for the Bronx Bombers to win the World Series, 10-1 to for the AL Pennant, and to win the AL East, come back and win it at this point. 12-1 to are the odds that we're seeing at Bat Rivers. So again, it's not necessarily that it's more puzzling. I mean, I guess the sense that it's a rental maybe, but you know, the Yankees are doing all this to potentially what? Just barely miss the playoffs or just miss it entirely. I mean, still they can get all the players they want, but this team really hasn't caught a rhythm by any means. And again, I mean, these guys are going to help. Yes, there's no doubt about that, but they just need some consistency, and it's a tough ALE, still have a long way to go. So they're also giving up a lot of prospects, obviously. They're sending right-hand pitcher Alexander Vizcaino to the Cubs. He's the Yankees' number nine prospect. And then outfielder Kevin Alcantara, the number 12 prospect, to the Cubs for Rizzo. So the Cubs are also paying the rest of Rizzo's 2021 salary so they can get you know better prospects instead of lending it over to the Yankees. But... That's bigger news that we've seen in Major League Baseball. Uh, some other news that potentially could come about. Uh, per the Athletic, the Padres close to acquiring Max Scherzer. Now that would be another blockbuster deal as well. If you're looking at the Padres' current betting profile to win the World Series plus 725, to come out of the NL is plus 340, and oddly enough, to come out of the NL West out on top is plus 450. Now, the Padres certainly a team stacked with talent. They've been making moves as of late. They're six games back from the Giants, so that's why you're seeing the odds a little bit farther to win the division as it is to come out of the NL. But, you know, we've been talking with a couple of guys who cover the league, and look, the Padres are a decent team to bet on as of now in terms of the value, specifically even though the NL West is really deep. So keep an eye out for that trade potentially and maybe get – if you want to bet the Padres, do it now, obviously, rather than later if they get Scherzer, because I'm sure that'll alter uh, just a tad bit, potentially. And then sticking with the NLS, the Dodgers were close to acquiring Danny Duffy from the Royals. Jeff Passan was reporting that earlier, and, you know, maybe he's not going to start. They do need help with the starting pitching, but could be used in kind of a multi-inning relief spot is what we could see from the southpaw. So a lot of moves happening in Major League Baseball today, the Dodgers betting profile, World Series plus 450, plus 215 to win the NL pennant, and to win the NL West. Now it's come down to minus 182. It was over $2 yesterday, but still creeping down as the Giants continue to perform well against the Dodgers. Now Los Angeles just minus 182 to come out on top of the NL West. Currently, they are three games back, but have the highest run differential, plus 148. The Giants at plus 118, and then the Padres at about plus 190. But now could be the opportunity to jump on the Dodgers if you still believe it, especially if they're going to be making late deadline moves here very soon. Once again, welcome into the program. It is Rush Hour presented by Bet Rivers. Danny Burke, your host, live out of the Bet Rivers Sportsbook here on a Thursday evening, a little bit somber in the Windy City with the news that Anthony Rizzo is being shipped off to the East Coast to the New York Yankees. Sad day for Cubs fans everywhere. And it's not only going to be Rizzo, you know, it's going to be Chris Bryant to Craig Kimbrell, presumably as well. 
And look, if you're shipping off Rizzo, you might as well get rid of the whole crew at this point, right? Just rip off that Band-Aid. So it's a sad day, but the moves, I guess, have to be made. You kind of wish they got a final at-bat with the standing ovation today because they bolted and play. But it is what it is, and hopefully we have brighter days here on the north side of Chicago. But nevertheless, a lot of moves probably going to be happening throughout Major League Baseball. Rizzo, obviously the bigger one. We're waiting to see if anything will happen with Max Scherzer and potentially going to the Padres and much more. But also, in case you missed it, not only has there been big Major League Baseball news, but uh, potentially in the NBA as well, Russell Westbrook, could he be heading over to the West Coast to be united with LeBron James and Anthony Davis? Well, apparently, they're near a deal to get Russell Westbrook for Kyle Kuzma, Montrez Harrell, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, and a 2021 first-round pick. Sources were telling ESPN that earlier today. So certainly you kind of envisioned that the Lakers were going to make some kind of splash this offseason, right? I mean, Ben Simmons, we kind of, you know, teased with that a little bit, seeing if that would be a viable option, but didn't seem like there would be enough pieces for the Sixers to want to entertain it. But again, now you're getting the veteran in Russell Westbrook who's seeking his opportunity with the King and Anthony Davis. But the Lakers currently, their betting profile to win the finals plus 450 in Los Angeles, to come out of the West plus 175, to make the playoffs is minus 1,000. And, of course, to miss it, uh, plus 550 as a bigger dog there. So, again, the Lakers have some interest with Russell Westbrook. Would certainly shake things up in the NBA and on the Western Conference. But crazy times right now throughout both Major League Baseball and the NBA. So a lot to unfold here on the show. We'll talk about that as well with JVT, VEASAN Senior NBA Analyst. He'll be hopping on in about 45 minutes. And not only will we talk about some of this mayhem happening in the NBA, but also we got the NBA draft tonight, so he'll dish out some of his plays. I know he's got several player props that he's like in terms of the over-under with their draft position, like we were talking about yesterday with Jim Root. A couple plays that seem synonymous with a lot of people we've been talking about the draft with, so could be some good betting options for you tonight, even if you're not informed I'm not as fully ingrained in the NBA draft. That's why we love having these guys on to give us some analysis and insights. So looking very much forward to having JVT on. And Josh Applebaum will be joining us momentarily. I know he's got a couple plays in the NBA draft as well, looking at some of those market movements where the line has altered, seeing where the sharp movement is on the draft tonight. Not only that, we got a couple late baseball games to get to as well. So we'll see what Josh has in terms of those actions. I know we had a late pitching change between the A's and the Angels. Looks like it's going to be Montas versus Bundy. Cobb was the guy originally in, but I believe Bundy is now in the mix to start for the Angels. So we got plenty to get to tonight. And let's go ahead and get started with VEASAN's betting reporter, Josh Applebaum, who you can follow along on Twitter at Josh underscore insights. And you can also catch the Market Insights podcast Monday through Friday, about 11 a.m. Central Time is when it's typically released. Now, uh, Josh, certainly, you know, we're having a lot of emotions here in the Windy City because of Anthony Rizzo going to, to the Yankees. And we'll get to that in just a second. But since tonight is featuring the NBA draft, I wanted to start off looking at some of the draft plays you have for tonight's affair. So uh, what kind of line movements have you seen that have caught your attention in terms of the props that you may be betting on this evening? Yeah, Danny, happy Thursday. Thanks so much for having me on. Uh, what a crazy day it's been, Danny. I mean, uh, pr pretty much we've seen 
just incredible odds movement based on all these Woj bombs today. So uh, I was joking earlier today on Beeson that I don't know how happy Adam Silver is with uh, Adrian Wojnarowski uh, dropping all this information before the draft starts. It's kind of ruining it uh, for some betters because uh, in a way it's a it's a good thing if you jumped on some of these numbers early. Uh, for example, like we knew Cade Cunningham would go number one, but there's really no value to betting him at minus 5,000. You have to risk so much. There's really not enough in return to make it worthwhile. But really what Woj did is uh, – took a lot of these numbers off the board, Danny. For example, uh, Jalen Green. Jalen Green was uh, a guy that uh, I targeted early to go second overall. He opened around minus 160. We saw him minus 200 yesterday, then minus 500. Mobley, third overall. He was minus 175 yesterday. Now he's up to minus 350. Now he's off the board. So if you had jumped on Green 2, Mobley 3, uh, and really Jalen Suggs 4 as well. He's kind of been ticketed to the Toronto Raptors. If they lose Kyle Lowry, he's another guy uh, that could just fit in perfectly. He moved minus 160 to minus 200. Now that's off the board. Also, Scotty Barnes going 5th overall. We were wondering what the Magic would do there. At one point, Kamingo was thought maybe number five, but Scotty Barnes uh, became a big favorite, minus 275 today, before that all went off the board. So long story short, all those top five picks, Danny, are now off the board because Woj tweeted all this stuff. Everything's moved. But if you got down on green two early, Mobley three early, Suggs four early, or five Barnes early, you're feeling really good right now. Uh, however, with those gone, all you got left, Danny, only about 45 minutes left would be looking at these over-under props. So here are a couple uh, n- names that are rising and falling based on what we're seeing across the market. Uh, Chris Duarte, this is a, a kid, uh, if, you, if you stayed up late to watch Oregon games on the West Coast, he can shoot the lights out. Uh, he's six foot six. He, he shoots about 40% from three. He's really, really rising, Danny. Uh, just a few days ago, his over-under position was 20 and a half. He's now down to 14 and a half. And there's some juice under. So don't be surprised if Duarte comes off the board early. Uh, Davion Mitchell from Baylor, who I know, Danny, you and I both like. uh, You know, uh, his nickname is Off Night because he plays such great defense. Whoever he's guarding has an off night. He's really falling here. He was eight and a half over under. Now he's up to 12 and a half. The over's minus 150. So Mitchell is a guy that's falling a bit. Another high riser is James Booknight out of UConn. Uh, This guy, he was 10 and a half over under, Danny. He's now down to six and a half. And the unders minus 155. So book night could be a top six pick right now. And then just some other guys who are falling. Uh, Io DeSumo from Illinois. If you if you can still find an over 27, that's juiced up. He may not be a first round pick. Uh, also, you have Jalen Johnson from Duke who left his team early, caused some controversy. He's really tanking as well. He was around 10 and a half. Now he's 16 and a half over minus 135. Uh, Trey Mann from Florida over 24 and a half minus 175. And another riser uh, on the flip side, we Miles McBride, Danny, West Virginia guy can score quite a bit. Don't be surprised if he's a first round pick under 29 and a half is minus 135. And then also uh, Josh Giddy from Australia. It feels like every year, Danny, there's a, there's a Euro or a international player that gets, catches a lot of buzz. Josh Giddy to be a top 10 pick under 10 and a half minus 150, a lot of steam on Giddy. And then another one, Danny, last one, uh, Dayron Sharp, a big man from North Carolina, about six foot 11, lost some weight. He's getting a lot of uh, traction here to be a first round pick. He was in the like low thirties. Now he's down to 29 and a half. I saw 27. Uh, so he's moving as well, but a lot of moving parts. And if you, you, you only got a little bit of time left, Danny, but these over unders, that's what I would target over the next 40 minutes or so. Love it. Josh is coming out firing tonight with the NBA draft. But Josh, as we alluded to, (laughs) plenty of action with the MLB trade deadline upon us as well. I was talking about Rizzo going to the Yankees. But look, obviously, that's a division you're comfortable with and familiar with being a Red Sox fan. 
what are you making of all these moves, obviously with the Yankees, but aside from that and how this is affecting the futures department, what are you kind of seeing in terms of movement for futures? Yeah, Danny, we've seen a bunch of futures movement both for the Yankees today and for the uh, the San Diego Padres. So let's start with the Yankees. They got Joey Gallo, which I thought was a good move. Their, their lineup is very right-handed. I think getting a power hitter, guy who can drop bomb, dro- uh, drop bomb, short right field porch there at Yankee Stadium, fits perfectly. Once that move came down, the Yankees moved from plus 2,500 to plus 2,000 to win the World Series, uh, to win the American League pennant plus 1,400, down to plus 1,000. In the American League East, you still have the Red Sox, a slight favorite, uh, Tampa Bay right next to them, but Yankees are now plus 1,300, down to plus 1,100 to, to win the American League East. Now with Anthony Rizzo coming in, Danny, another left-handed bat, kind of fits perfectly there with another short porch. This I like the Yankees kind of balancing their lineup. They're way too right-handed. So you have Gallo, you have Rizzo. This thing may fall even even more here. So the Yankees, keep an eye on them uh, to win the AL East plus 1,100. That's moving now after his plus 1,300. Then the other one, Danny, is the San Diego Padres. So I'm not sure if it's official yet. Uh, Scherzer to San Diego, it looks like it is, but you're hearing maybe that other teams are uh, driving up the price and, and there may be an outlier there. But based on Scherzer likely going to San Diego, uh, the Padres going into a a playoff series, Danny Scherzer, Darvish. uh, I mean, that's a pretty good one-two punch. Maybe Snell turns it around. You still have Musgrove, uh, Paddock as well. But Scherzer to the pods, pods move plus 975 down to plus 600 to win the World Series. And also, um, they have the second best odds now to win the NL, plus 350. Only the Dodgers are higher, plus 190. And then out west, those numbers tighten quite a bit. Uh, Padres now uh, plus 400, um, Dodgers minus 155, G-Men plus 200. If you think San Diego can make a move now, plus 400 in that NL West could be worth a look. But definitely odds are improving for San Diego with Scherzer and the Yankees with Rizzo and with Gallo now. All right, Josh, well, continuing on with baseball, let's look at tonight's slate, and let's start out on the West Coast with the Angels hosting the Oakland A's, and it looks like Dylan Bundy is going to be pitching tonight. I know they had a late uh, deciding factor whether it was going to be Cobb or Bundy, but last I saw was Bundy, unless you're seeing differently, but what we do know for Oakland is that it's going to be Frankie Montas, who's been fairly solid this season, 3.86 XFIP. Minus 137 is where we're seeing Oakland. Angels catching plus 118 and a total of nine. What have you been seeing with the market movement in this game? Yeah, Danny, so you are right. It looks like it's Dylan Bundy here. We had to wait quite a while for that pitcher to be released, but we did see a move toward Oakland. If you want to sweat the Oakland A's tonight, it could be a decent spot to back them. They open around minus 130. They've been steamed up uh, around minus 140. And we do have some system matches here with Oakland. And as you mentioned, Montas throwing the ball pretty well recently. Uh, But a couple ones here, Danny, uh, road favorite off a big win. So if you win a game by five runs or more, your road favorite the next game. Uh, remember, the uh, the uh, uh, the Athletics crushed the, the Padres the other day, yesterday, uh, and just routed them. I think it was 10-4, but uh, road favorite off a big win, 61-32 and 32 this year, 66%. Uh, also, short road favorites off a win. If you're minus 140 or less, uh, or minus 150 or less, favorite on the road, 114 and 79, 59%. So both those matches with Oakland. So I'd be leaning Oakland in this one, Danny. Also keep an eye on the total. Uh, this thing was nine. It's juiced up over around minus 115. I'm not sure it may get to nine and a half. It's kind of trending that way. But one thing to keep an eye out is uh, Angel Stadium, Danny. A really good over stadium. One of the best 
that we've seen so far uh, this season. Cashing over is almost 59% at Angel Stadium. And it's also a pretty nice night. It's going to be about 80 degrees, about 8 to 10 mile an hour winds blowing out to dead center. So maybe uh, maybe get a couple of Otani bombs and, and Oakland uh, plays well, but maybe that over could be worth a look as well. All right, yeah, I'm kind of leaning with you on the A's here. I mean, Bundy's been fairly atrocious. 4.39 XFIP, 6.69 ERA. I think it could be a great night for Oakland, and you're right. The over could be a play as well, especially the Angels' bats are coming alive, as we've seen a little bit more so as of late. And then how about the other late game tonight, Josh? We were talking about the Padres. At least for tonight, they're throwing out Joe Musgrove, taking on the Rockies with Southpaw Kyle Freeland on the bump. Now, this is a steep one, naturally, because the Rockies are abysmal on the road. Big steam to the Padres. Is that where you're kind of been or what you've been seeing so far today? You're totally right, Danny. A big move here to San Diego. They open around minus 245. They're all the way up to around minus 270. So uh, to me, it's tough to make money betting baseball if you're laying these prices, minus 270s, minus 260s. Uh, you're going to win the majority of the time, but because you got to lay such a number, you know, if you're betting to risk, not betting to win, you're really not getting a lot back. If you're betting to win, not risk, when you lose, you're really going to get crushed because of these prices. So uh, there is a move to San Diego. It's kind of a layoff for me. You know, Colorado would be a divisional dog uh, type angle, a little bit of a, a, a high total, although it was the eight and a half down to eight. We do know the Rockies are terrible on the road. If, you fade, if you've been fading them, uh, they're only 11 and 38 on the road. Uh, San Diego did make that move for Adam Frazier, which I think was a good pickup, uh, kind of balancing out their lineup, getting bringing in a guy who uh, lead, leads the majors here in hits. So a little bit of a layoff, Danny. I would say if you like the over, it fell eight and a half to eight. So there, there was some under money there, but it looks like some buyback, like it may go back to eight and a half. Uh, and we have seen so far um, with the wind blowing out in a division matchup here, uh, maybe some runs could be scored. Could be a buy low over eight opportunity at this point. All right, Josh. And then finally, before we let you go, we got about two minutes left here, my friend. I know you got an NFL angle to look at with the New York <laughs> Jets. What are we thinking with the Jets this season? Oh, yeah, the Jets, Danny, the Jets. Uh, this is, is going to be a fun one to talk about. But we did see uh, Zach Wilson, BYU quarterback, second overall pick. He finally signed his rookie deal. So he was the last remaining NFL player not to have a contract. He signs for four years, 35 million, 22 and a half. Uh, 22.9 million signing bonus uh, right there. So Jets finally have their quarterback, and there is some buzz around the Jets. I mean, I think they had a good good draft, Danny. I mean, you got to be a little bit excited about Wilson. They they drafted Elijah Vera Tucker to solidify that offensive line. They take uh, Elijah Moore, a great slot receiver, uh, to give a weapon there to Wilson. So a lot of times when these you know when there's a team that has a, a young quarterback and is maybe garnering garnering a little buzz, sometimes they tend to be overvalued. So the the win total for the Jets this year, Danny, is six games. They went two and fourteen last year. Remember, battled the Jaguars for the number one pick. Uh, won a couple games late to to kind of tank that opportunity to get Lawrence. But their win total is six. It's juiced up under minus 120. I'm looking at taking the under here, Danny. Um, their schedule isn't that bad. 132 and 138 were their opponents' records last year, 489. Uh, but you, this, I kind of put them in the boat with the Jaguars. I like fading rookie quarterbacks. Uh, we knew Robert uh, Salah could be a good coach, plus 2,000 coach of the year. Um, also, Zach Wilson, plus 1,000 rookie of the year. But it's really tough for a, a rookie team to to jump you know, four wins in the win column. So uh, maybe they make a little bit of improvement. Maybe instead of 2-14, and 14, they win you know, three, four games this year. But I'd be looking at the under, minus 120. And there's a prop bet here uh, looking at the Jets to finish last in the division at minus 450. I know it's a big number, uh, but I would just temper your expectations. You maybe got... 
finally some hope in uh, in Jets land here. But that under six looks pretty appealing to me. Yeah, we had Kenny White on yesterday. He picked the Jets to have the worst record in the NFL. So promising times potentially for the Jets, <laughs> but could take a little bit to get there. Hey, Josh, we appreciate it as always, my man. Good luck with those bets tonight in both baseball and the draft. I'm going to be following you with the A's. So always love telling you with the baseball play. So hopefully we get ourselves a winner, my man. Take care. I appreciate it, Danny. Hey, I wanted the Sox to get Rizzo, so I'm upset too. He's going to the Yankees. <laughs> That's right. Good ahead. Uh, them reunite together. But hey, it is what it is. And we'll talk a little bit more baseball when we return here on Rush Hour. Billy Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals. It was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my <laughs> There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free... 
Get the most out of all odds with Bet Rivers. Daily hometown discounts on boosts on all of your favorite teams, only at your hometown sportsbook. And to make your experience even more rewarding, Bet Rivers offers the most live streams of major sports, instant payouts, and only one-time playthrough. Offer valid in Illinois only, must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Not valid for any participant of the Illinois Gaming Board statewide voluntary self-exclusion program. Daily hometown discounts. Check them all out. BetRivers.com. Alrighty, back at it. Here it is, Rush Hour. I'm Danny Burke, your host, live out of the busy Bet Rivers Sportsbook in Des Plaines, Illinois, awaiting the NBA draft tonight. Still to come, VEASAN senior NBA analyst Jonathan Bontobel will unveil some of his picks that he's done such great work with, you know, in Point Spread Weekly, other programs, and he'll kind of just, you know, in summation, just give them in, it, in its entirety. And not only will we talk about the draft, we got some potential big trade deadline news to discuss as well. So plenty to get to with JBT. Before him, we'll talk some more NFL quarterback props. But right now, let's kind of revisit the realm of baseball. I know we just went over these games with Josh, but I wanted to give my two cents on them as well because I have a couple plays in this first matchup that Josh also had a strong lean with at least. And that was between Oakland and Los Angeles. Now, uh, Dylan Bundy looks to be the pitcher taking over tonight. And to put it plainly, Bundy has been brutal. He's 1-7 this year, 6.69 ERA with a 4.39 XFIP and a whip of 1.41. Now, uh, Montas on the other side for Oakland is 8-8, eight eight, 4.34 in terms of the ERA, 3.86 with his XFIP and a 1.28 whip. Now, you know, I've kind of said that Montas has been a little bit more volatile so far this season, and that has been the case, but he's been picking it up as of late, and I think it's a great opportunity tonight against the Angels. If you were listening earlier, Josh Applebaum, Beeson's betting reporter, gave a bunch of system plays that fit Oakland as well. And you have seen some slight movement about minus 130, up to minus 137 at least right now at Bet Rivers. Best number out there, honestly, compared to some other books in the state. But I'm playing the A's minus 137 on the money line. Trust in Montas more than I am Dylan Bundy. Uh, Bundy in three games against Oakland in two games that he started. He's gone 5.2 innings pitch, allowed 10 hits and 11 earned runs, in just 5.2 innings pitch. And the Angels are one and one in those games he started, nevertheless. But uh, Montas in two games versus the Angels, he's gone 12.2 innings pitch. 11 hits is what he's allowed, but just two earned runs. And how about 15 strikeouts? A's are one and one in those starts. Hopefully getting a two and one tonight as we are rolling with Oakland, minus 137 on the money line. But speaking of those strikeouts with Frankie Montas, his strikeouts prop tonight at Bet Rivers is five and a half over under minus 113. I played the over in this spot. I thought it'd be more like six and a half because, you know, five and a half with that number, this is the mark he's gone over in his last six out of eight outings. And aside from that, like we just mentioned, 15 Ks in two games against the Angels. He got seven strikeouts the first roundabout and eight in the next. So look for Montas because the number really wasn't as bigly adjusted as I thought it was going to be. Five and a half, and it's not even shaded that way, minus 113. That's another bet I played for this game. So Frankie Montas over 5.5 Ks, and let's go with Oakland on the money line, minus 137. All right, so that's really the only action I got in terms of baseball tonight, but let's still give a quick preview for the Rockies and the Padres. Just discuss this with Josh as well, but big movement going towards San Diego, minus 245 up to minus 278 at home against the Rockies, who have been abysmal on the road this season. On the road, they've got a 606 OPS compared to at home when they almost have an 800 APS, the advantages of Coors Field. 
Rockies catching plus 235. This total we're seeing at eight. You're getting Joe Musgrove taking the bump for San Diego, who is six and seven, 3.13 ERA with a 3.47 XBIP, but a really solid whip of just 1.01. Kyle Freeland, the southpaw on the other side for Colorado, has struggled a tad bit this season. One and three with a 4.85 ERA, a 4.77 XBIP, and a whip of 1.47. Now the Padres have actually struggled a little bit more so against lefties. 709 OPS compared to 747 OPS against righties thus far. Freeland against the Padres so far this year has struggled in two games. He's allowed 15 hits on eight earned runs. Musgrove versus Colorado. The Padres are just one in one of those games, but he's gone 11 innings pitched, allowed seven hits, and just five earned runs. So again, because of how bad the Rockies are on the road, and the Padres don't hit as well against lefties. That's probably why you see a shorter total here of eight. But I'm opting out of that game, not going to touch anything. But I am rolling with the A's on the money line tonight. And like we also mentioned, Frankie Montas over five and a half strikeouts at Bat Rivers, minus 113. Best of luck, as always, if you tail with any of our plays. We'll take a look in the NFL next. How about some other quarterback props we haven't dished out yet? We'll let you know what those are next. Stick around. Rush out. betting guides are coming soon and there is no better way to prepare for the college and pro football seasons our experts provide profiles of every single team along with advanced stats and power ratings plus we've got the best bets on season win totals division finishes and player awards and each guide is only 20 bucks and discounts are available when you buy both so now is the perfect time to reserve your copy or sign up for visa and all access and get everything we offer for the entire football season. Sign up now at vsin.com slash subscribe. That's vsin.com slash subscribe. All righty, it is vsin, the sports betting network, and the show is Rush Hour. Thank you for joining us this Thursday evening. I'm Danny Burke, your host, live out of the Bet River Sportsbook just outside of Chicago in Des Plaines, Illinois. It's time to talk a little football. We've been doing it pretty much every day where we're looking at some different props for different positions, and Let's go back to the quarterbacks and kind of look at some other angles with different players that we haven't really hit on yet. And because we've been talking about him a bunch this week, naturally, we have to start out with the cheese set himself. AR-12, Aaron Rodgers, folks, and take a look at his passing yards prop for this upcoming season. It's a high one, 4,600 and a half for the MVP, minus 112 each way. Now, in 11 seasons in which Rodgers has started about 15 to 16 games, He's gone over this mark in just one of those. So a majority of his seasons, he obviously has played at least 15 to 16 games. But out of the, those 11, he's only gone over it once, and that was his MVP campaign when they won the Super Bowl in 2011. He passed for 4,643 yards in just 15 games. So he had one last game and still went over it. But despite that, in, in seasons where he's played 16 games, he hasn't gone over it. Now, if you look at what he did last year with his MVP campaign in 2020, played 16 games, 
just about 4,300 passing yards, 4,299 to be exact, 11.6 yards gained per pass completion, and about 268 yards per game is what he racked up this past season. Now, if you adjust it, and we can assume that maybe he's going to play all 17 games, that would still only put him at 4,568, and I say only relatively, but it's relative to his passing yards prop of 4,600 and a half, a mark that he's only gone over once in 2011. And last season with his MVP campaign, he didn't get over it. And even if you adjust it with the 17th game, he would still stay under it. So, look, it's hard to bet against Aaron Rodgers, especially after everything we saw happen this offseason with potentially his last dance, a lot more incentive, motivation, whatever you want to call it. I get it. It's tough to bet against him, but it's really tough at the same time to expect him to go over this mark, especially with the same offense that is going to be one of the best, but he still doesn't really have the best surrounding parts. I mean, yes, Devontae Adams, fantastic. Tunyon, he's looking like he could be a stud at the tight end position. Uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, he gets the job done. Same with Lazard. Aaron Jones is also a stud, but really Aaron Rodgers still could benefit from a little bit more help, and Randall Cobb's not necessarily going to be that guy. It's more of a mentor, a friend, a guy who gets the system is why Aaron Rodgers wanted him. Nevertheless, my point being, it's going to be tough for him to get over this mark, especially that if you look at their schedule, out of these 17 teams, only five of them have ranked or will have ranked in the bottom half of DVOA pass defense this past season. So really, in terms of the secondary, most of these teams are going to be pretty decent. So it's not that Aaron Rodgers still can't have great performances. He will, but it's not the easiest of schedule for the Packers. So Aaron Rodgers, 4,600 and a half. I would certainly be looking to the under, if anything, with his passing yards. Now let's go out to the West Coast, talk Russell Wilson here, a guy who also was amidst some conversations whether or not he would return to his team. But in terms of his passing yards with the Seahawks this upcoming season, the number at Bat Rivers is 4,250 and a half, minus 112 each way. He's never gone over this mark in all nine seasons. Russell Wilson has never eclipsed this mark of 4,250 and a half passing yards, and he's played all 16 games in all of nine seasons. Now, last year, he had his second most passing yards in a season, uh, 4,212. So he got close, but no cigar. Now, again, if we're adjusting for the 17 games, that would put him at 4,476. So, yes, that would get him over the mark. So you look at this the schedule, too. I mean, he'll only face four teams that finish in the bottom half of DVOA past events his previous season. And his division will feature three teams that were in the top half, specifically teams that were great, like the 49ers and the Rams. So it's going to be tough for Russell Wilson with the secondary and presumably a weaker offensive line. If he couldn't get over it before with maybe a better team overall and an easier schedule, will the one more added game, if we can assume he's going to play it, be enough to push him past this against that tough schedule? I'm not so sure. I don't have as much conviction with this one as I do Aaron Rodgers, but... To me, I think it's a tough sell to want to bet the over for Russell Wilson here. you got to bank on him playing all 17 games and him being able to still be successful, which, let's be honest, he will, but it's going to be against a very tough division with better defenses, just an overall tough schedule overall. So, again, slightly to the under this time for Russell Wilson. Now let's look at some guys who could be more favorable to the over potentially, and we'll start with the GOAT himself, Tom Brady. 4,500 and a half is what we're seeing for the Super Bowl champ over the slight dog plus 103 under. You're getting at about minus 130. Now, Brady has gone over this mark in six out of 19 seasons, and that being the seasons where he's played at least double-digit games. This past season, he passed for 4,633 yards, so got over this by a fairly comfortable margin. 
Uh, he got about 289.6 passing yards per game is what he racked up. If you adjusted it and could assume he, he would play all 17 games with this past season stats, he would rack up 4,923, which obviously would be fantastic considering his age. What you also have to consider is the raw talent he has around him returning all 22 starters. That means all the studly receivers with Godwin, Evans, Antonio Brown, some great tight ends as well. So good days probably once again ahead in Tampa Bay. And when you look at their schedule, their division is going to be weaker. And nine teams this season they will face that will have ranked in the bottom half of DVOA pass defenses past season. So very favorable setup for Brady. Would go with the plus money, if anything, and look over 4,500 and a half with Brady. And then finally, this guy doesn't maybe necessarily fit in the mix of the other three quarterbacks, but we got to throw in Ryan Fitzpatrick because his number is a little bit intriguing too. 3,900 and a half. The over is a slight dog, plus 105. The under is minus 134. The thing that could be advantageous for Ryan Fitzpatrick is, look, he still has enough solid receivers on this Washington football team. They have a favorable uh, schedule where 11 out of 17 teams he'll face this season finished in the bottom half of DVOA pass defense this past season. And again, if you think he can start pretty much a full season, 16 to 17 games, and you trust his receivers, then maybe take advantage of the plus money here with Fitzpatrick and a relatively lower number. He's only gone over it once, but this is his chance to be the full season starter with no true backup, really, that is coming for his job. So again, favorable schedule, potentially better offense than last season. Fitzpatrick over 3,900 and a half at the plus money. Could be a decent look as well. But I like the guys going under, specifically Aaron Rodgers seems a little bit too high considering all the hype surrounding him. Maybe that's why it's a little bit higher and adjusted that way. All right, well, that's going to wrap it up for our NFL discussion. Let's get back to the focus of the NBA draft tonight. Decent senior NBA analyst JBT joins us. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. 
Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my game, <laughs> There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. For a hot tip to bet on, remember that Bet Rivers Sportsbook has you covered every single day by checking out the Bet Rivers app or betrivers.com, and you can find the game you want to bet on. You can tap tips, and you'll get instant research for the upcoming matchup. Try it out with baseball, soccer, tennis, and a variety of other sports to make your experience even more rewarding. Remember that Bet Rivers offers the most live streams of major sports, instant payouts, and only one-time playthrough. Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. Offer valid in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Virginia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Available at PlaySugarHouse.com in New Jersey. Must be 21. Gambling problem, Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Colorado, 1-800-522-4700. Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Virginia, 1-888-532-3500. And Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Alrighty, it is time to talk some NBA. Who else better to bring on than VEASAN senior NBA analyst Jonathan Von Tobel to rush hour here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. You can follow him on Twitter at MeJVT. All right, JVT, we got plenty of draft picks to get to, but before that, some bigger news even coming about revolving around Russell Westbrook potentially going to Los Angeles, shipping out Harrell, uh, Kuzma, and then the 2021 first-round pick, KCP, involved in that as well. What do you make of these reports, and how do you think this is going to shape out the future of both teams? Uh, so what I will make of it, Danny, is um, there's another one out there, right, that Buddy Heald and that, and that deal uh, involving the same players could potentially still be in the works as well. Adrian Wojnarowski had been reporting that most of the day. Uh, I will say that of the two, I think the Lakers want Buddy Heald. They don't know if they want Russell Westbrook. Like Russell Westbrook's a really fine player, 
But again, you're talking about him joining a team in which he will play primarily off the ball. LeBron James is going to be their lead ball handler. He initiates their offense. He's their point guard. And LeBron James works best when he's got shooters around him. And sure, we can have the conversation about, well, Anthony Davis is a league guy. All this. It doesn't matter. Regardless, Russell Westbrook is not going to be the guy who is in control of that offense. And it just doesn't really fit. It's a guy who has not shot better than 34% from three in any one of his years in his career. We know about his high volume, low efficiency style. And he has his moments, right? His last year in Houston, he had a two-month stretch where he was incredible. Near the end of the year, he was a big reason why the Washington Wizards got that play-in seed and ultimately made it to the postseason. But at the end of the day, he doesn't fit the best off-ball, right? He is not that type of guy. And so I just don't really get the fit. You know, if they're going to stagger his minutes a little bit, he runs with the twos, he's surrounded by shooters, it could potentially work. So I'm not going to throw it all out, but I just don't really love it. Now, if you get to Buddy Heald, right, that's incredible. He fits perfectly with a team that ranked 21st in three-point shooting at 35.4%, that ranked 24th in three-point attempts per game. You know, they need a guy like Buddy Heald. So I, I would hope that if the Los Angeles Lakers are out there still working on either one of these deals, I would think that it's the Buddy Heald deal, but by all indications are, it's going to be Russell Westbrook, and I just I don't really love the fit. Okay, yeah, that would be something else to see Russell Westbrook go there, but you're right. I mean, maybe not the best, the best guy to mesh together with the squad, but a lot of moves to be made in the NBA, as we're also seeing with Major League Baseball. So it's been a crazy day, to say the least, and could get a little bit more hectic with the NBA draft tonight. I know you got some action involved with the draft this evening, so let's go ahead and dish out some of your plays, my man, and let's start with Davion Mitchell. Now, I know you got on this one early, I think at about 10 and a half, and his number's been rising and rising. You know, out of Baylor, there's a lot of hype from him post-tournament, but it seems like the sentiment is he could fall a little bit farther than more people thought originally. Yeah, you know, and we always do this with the draft, right, Danny? And I don't even know if he's falling. I think this has just always been his spot. We just fell in love with him after a run to the NCAA title. And Davion Mitchell's great. He's a really good defender. He has a very, he's an elite first step off of the bounce. He can attack anybody in front of him. He can attack in isolation, score within four feet of the basket. He's going to be a really good guard and a really solid player. But when you look at the players who could potentially go in front of him, it's just that his floor and his ceiling are so close together, where if you look at other guys, if we're talking about Josh Giddy, Franz Wagner, any of these other dudes you know we're talking about much more i think potential for upward mobility in terms of their game and so i think that's why you're going to see a guy like davion mitchell probably fall to the mid-teens it's maybe an indiana pacers team uh, who is potentially rumored to move on the knicks are in conversations with them to take that pick right whether it's going to be the warriors but with that 14th pick as opposed to the seventh pick right you can take a much more high caliber player that's going to develop into something at seven as opposed to taking a davion mitchell type there and waiting for him at 14 so i think that the market has been out there the information has been out out there that Davion Mitchell is more of a mid-teens type of guy. So when William Hill, Nevada here opened 10 and a half at minus 125, uh, jumped all over it. So that, yeah, that is the first one that I threw up there. Davion Mitchell over 10 and a half minus 125. Yeah, and it's even up to 12 and a half now at Bet River. Still shaded to the over minus 143. The under we're seeing at about plus 112, but you're right. Some big movement constantly was happening toward Davion Mitchell and him falling a little bit. But as you alluded to, kind of the spot where probably he should have been in the first place. So uh, we'll keep an eye on Mitchell, see where that number moves. Let's talk about another guy that maybe not as many people are looking into, but you are obviously out of Utah State, Nemeosh Keita. And 47.5 is the number that we saw, and the over was shaded that direction. Is that what you're kind of thinking with Keita? You think he could fall farther than 47.5? 
Yeah, you know, all mock drafts, and it gets a little it gets a little froggy in the second round, right, for mock drafts, because not a lot of it is intel-based. You know, if you're looking at uh, overall some teams, you have no idea what's going to happen in terms of what they think. You'll see teams sell picks for cash left and right. You'll see teams trade up. They try to take flyers on guys. Uh, but in the Myers Cata type, look, he is a traditional big man. He's very good defensively. I think someone might take a flyer on him, but every single mock draft has him in the range of about 52 to 60, right? In the back end of the first, uh, second round, a guy that's going to flirt with getting undrafted, but, but I think still has a place, right? You know, one of the arguments I made, Danny, was uh, you don't think the Phoenix Suns, once Dario Saric went down, could have used the Myers Cata type on that roster against the Milwaukee Bucks? It totally could have. So I think somebody's going to take a flyer, but this is a back-end second-round type of guy. All indications are 50-ish to 60, and I think that's where he's going to end up. So he was one of those guys that if you looked at a consensus with the mock drafts in comparison with his draft position, it was way off by about like seven and a half picks. So I thought there was enough there to go over. All right, JVT, let's go international with the Spanish pro player Usman Garuba. And 17 and a half currently is where we're seeing it, over minus 125, under minus 103. What price did you get him at, and what can we expect out of him potentially on how far he could fall? Yeah, Usman Garuba over 15 and a half. Uh, you're going to be able to watch him. He's playing for Spain right now in the Olympics. So, so for anybody who's interested, you can check out his game. Played the friendlies against Team USA as well, of course. Did a really good job against Kevin Durant defensively. Uh, but all indications are, Danny, he's going to be like a, a late teens to early 20s type of guy. The latest mock draft uh, for Jonathan Gavoni, for example, and it just came out this morning, had him at 22nd overall to the Los Angeles Lakers. It seems that 15 is going to be like the absolute peak of where this guy's going to come off of the board. So there's enough there to look at this and realize that the intel is pretty solid, that this guy's going to have maybe some good upside, right, as you enter the league. But in terms of where he is going to get selected, it does seem like is going to be more like a late teens, early 20s type of guy. So given the consensus selections overall, again, you know, if you look at the mock drafts, where the intel is pointing to, the best position for him has been 15. So there was enough there to get over at minus 150. And sure enough, you mentioned it. It's moved now to 17 and a half. So the market moved in that direction. For someone who hasn't gotten involved in it yet, do you still think it'd be worth a play to the over minus 125, or is it more just probably take a, a step back on this one since there's been the big movement? Yeah, I'd take a step back. You know, in drafts, Danny, like, to me, I, I don't mind prices, right, because information is available, right? So, you know, we were talking about this today where for 30 minutes uh, the odds were still up on Jalen, the second overall pick, third overall pick, right? And after Adrian Wojnarowski reported who was going to go there, you're talking about minus 650, minus 700. Because it's informationally based, that's still worth playing because you know that it's going to happen after a report, right? But in this instance, with there's not really official intel. It's just, hey, it's probably 15 to 22 draft positions and those positions are so important. To lose two picks like that is really big. So I'd rather be looking around to see if you can still find 15 and a half with like a heavy juice to the over as opposed to playing with draft positions because two picks is a lot and anybody could trade up and take this guy. So I would say at 17 and a half, it's not playable. All right, JVT. Then finally, Jalen Johnson, who it seems like everyone we've talked to is on this one. So I had to jump on it a little bit yesterday too at 14 and a half, but this one now at 15 and a half. With Johnson, the over still a sizable favor, minus 167. Under is plus 130. Why do people keep thinking he's going to fall in this draft? 
Uh, well, it's character concerns, fair or unfair, right? In terms of high school, right, going from two to from one high school to another, not even playing for IMG Academy when he gets there, the early exit from Duke. Uh, there is just some of the off-court stuff. Is there the dedication? What's going on with him in terms of his, like, love for the game type of stuff? And while there's a ceiling, I think, right, like there's a, a good player in there, if you just do the measurables of what he could potentially do, Danny, it does seem like teams have been turned off by his, you know, fickle nature of commitment to certain programs, right? So he's here. He's going to be a first-round selection. But he seems to really be slipping into the late teens. Uh, we're talking like 17, 18, 19, potentially 20. So uh, that, that was enough for me where you look at it. Every single piece of information about there has been relatively negative about him. And so over 14 and a half. Again, so now you're asking for those who don't remember off the top of their heads. 14, you're saying, is this guy a lottery pick? And, and I don't think that's going to be the case. So it went over 14 and a half. Awesome stuff as always, JBT. We appreciate the insight, my man. Keep up the great work, and we'll look forward to catching up again soon. Yep, you got it, bud. Thank you. At me, JBT, on the tweets, and you can also catch him hosting the Hardwood Handicappers and also great work with Point Spread Weekly, too, getting you ready for Olympic basketball. And, of course, like we were saying, tonight's NBA draft, just really quick, Davion Mitchell over 10.5, Keita yet over 47.5, Garuba over 15.5, and then finally Jalen Johnson over 14.5. Now, a lot of these numbers have certainly altered, but those are the ones that JVT had some action on. Johnson at 15 and a half, still shaded to the over, but very popular play. Hopefully we get a little bit of uh, action on Johnson dropping in this draft. I know everybody's got a little bit of piece of the pie on that one with Johnson, so exciting times coming with the NBA draft tonight. Those are the bets we saw with the draft. Let's kind of recap the bets that I had in Major League Baseball tonight, a little bit late addition, so sorry if you didn't get it earlier in the day with the best bets page on vsin.com, but Rolling with the Athletics, minus 137 is a number still listed at Bat Rivers. Fading Dylan Bundy, the late addition as a pitcher for the Angels. A lot of systems match. The A's in this spot is Josh Applebaum, decent betting reporter, alluded to at the beginning of the show. And then also along with this game, went with Frankie Montas over five and a half strikeouts, minus 113 at Bat Rivers. He's gone over this in both matchups against the Angels, seven and eight respectively. And gone over it slash six out of eight outings so hopefully another good performance from Montas and the A's but thank you once again for joining us for another edition of Rush Hour best of luck with all your wagers until tomorrow take care from all of us here at VEASAN the Sports Betting Network spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. 
Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time and range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Com slash compatibility.